Hi, it's Annabelle Matson, and welcome to the Steep Your Soul podcast, soulful guidance for women who are seeking deeper truth and meaning to their lives. If you're ready to move past what's been holding you back and awaken to your full potential and purpose in life, then let's get started. started. Do you have trouble knowing the difference between fear and intuition? Are there new things that you want to try? a new path perhaps that you want to be walking, but you're hearing a lot of fear surface and you wonder whether that means it's not right for you. Do you go into cycles of overthinking and overwhelm when you feel stressed? Perhaps when you're in these cycles, you return to old patterns that you find it hard to come out of. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Annabelle Matson, And in this episode, we're going to be discussing how to discern between fear and intuition. So you can accurately identify what's true guidance in your own mind and what's actually just fear. I'll be taking you through a simple technique to use when you're feeling overwhelmed by fearful thoughts and why we often get a new idea about something, feel excited about it, but then find ourselves talking ourselves out of it not long after. And I'll be talking about what I do in these situations for myself. In this episode, I'll be talking about how to reconnect with your center, why this is so important, and how it allows you to make choices from a place of truth rather than from a place of fear. So this podcast episode is not just going to be a discussion about knowing the difference between fear and intuition, although we are going to be talking about that. It's firstly more important, I think, well, equally as important to know when fear is present for you, because it's not always obvious. We have to be able to identify, okay, there's a fear coming up for me. We need to know how to soothe that fear so we can come back to our center. And when we're in that place, when we're in our center, that's when that inner guidance just naturally flows to us. And it never really leaves us, but it's like we kind of sync up to the same channel. And I think This is truly one of the most important skills that we can learn on this conscious path because we'll never know what feels right, which way we should go when we're caught up in our fear mind. When we're in fear, it makes us believe all sorts of things and a lot of these things aren't actually true. But because fear is really intense, these things feel true. So it's just a whole lot easier to hear your intuition to know the truth of a situation when you're in that centered place. Where the challenge begins, I think, for most of us is something happens in our external environment that creates a fear. And then that fear jumps in to our mind, starts to fill our mind with all sorts of stories, and then there's a disconnection that's created between you and your true self, you and your intuition. So let's talk about that for a minute. Firstly, let's create some awareness of what creates fear in you. So I want you to think about a recent situation in your life where you experienced something in your external world that created fear. And if you don't think you experience fear, then substitute it for the word stress because they're really one and the same. I'll give you some examples to help. Maybe someone didn't agree with you at work or criticized your work. Perhaps you had to say no to someone when someone was pushing your boundaries. Maybe it was when someone 
judged you or they made a critical comment or you felt like you did something wrong or you made a mistake. Perhaps you felt fear when you had a plan, it was all sorted out, and then something didn't work out, the plans fell through. So think of an experience like that that you've had recently. And now ask yourself, how do you typically respond when something like this occurs? So this experience is likely to trigger a response in you. And we all have our own flavor of things that we go to when fear shows up. I'll give you some examples. Can be scrolling on social media. It can be spending lots of time on your phone. Can be going into intense overwhelm or overthinking or feeling like you need to plan the future a lot. Can be controlling, controlling other people, controlling other people's perceptions. For some people, it's withdrawing and shutting other people out. For others, it's people-pleasing. So something comes up that creates a fear and the place they go to is to please. We all have our own flavor, our place, our behavior, our pattern that we go to when fear shows up. And sometimes we are so in our own patterns that we don't even realize that we're in a fear response when we're doing these things. What's happening in these moments is that there is a disconnection happening between you and your true self. And this is important because when that disconnection occurs, fear jumps in and fear brings us into this very scarce and urgent and protective and defensive energy. And this is our false self. And it drives us further and further away from our guidance and intuition. So you want to be aware of how fear shows up for you. Because it's not always just the internal dialogue of, I'm feeling really afraid. It can sneak in through the back door in some of those ways. So that's why I wanted to bring your attention to some of those places that we can go to. But sometimes we don't even realize we're in a fear response until we look at it. It can be like, oh my God, why am I scrolling on my phone so much? Why can't I get off this? And that's normally to do with Something occurred during the day that created a fear in you and then now you're trying to shut it down and suppress it. And this kind of happens for all of us and our phones are such easy places to go to. So create some awareness of how that looks for you. The analogy that I like to give is that fear is the noisy, loud kid at the front of the classroom who is just always trying to get your attention. And this kid is throwing things around the classroom trying to distract you, trying to distract everybody else, and it's just really loud and boisterous. Whereas intuition is sitting at the back of the classroom and she's not shouting, she doesn't use scarcity or urgency to try and get your attention, and she's not overly emotional in how she reacts and communicates with you. Intuition is quite neutral, quite centered, and just speaks the truth. So your intuition is never going to speak to you in that loud and urgent and scarce way that fear does. Intuition speaks to you in a quiet knowingness. It's that feeling of inner certainty, that feeling of like, that just feels right. And you'll be able to, I'm sure, bring to mind something in your life recently where you didn't question it, you just knew, I need to take this action. I need to go and see this person I need to call that friend. It's just that inner certainty that drops down like, yes, this is what I need to do. 
So you can start to kind of feel and see the difference between the communication styles of fear and intuition. But because intuition isn't loud and is not urgent and sucking up all of our attention the way that fear does, we have to be able to create space to access intuition. And of course, fear drives us away from that ability to access intuition. So one of the ways that we create space to hear our intuition is through stillness. But when we're in a lot of fear and we're feeling quite overwhelmed by fearful thoughts and we're playing out some of those patterns that I mentioned before, it feels really hard to drop into that space of stillness right away and to be able to hear our own guidance. You might have found that before and I love meditation, but I find that many of us can't use meditation in the best way because we have so much going on in our heads that to sit down and meditate, it's more of a frustrating experience more than anything else because there's so much going on up in our heads. So we've got to use a process to clear out our heads and then accessing that place of stillness is a lot more easy. So what we've got to do is we've got to use a process of self-soothing. And self-soothing means you're working with your fear, you're working with the fight or flight response that fear has created within you. And when you do this, that means that that noisy kid that we've been talking about who's sitting at the front of the classroom that is fear sits down. And that means that it opens up a conversation with the wise kid who's sitting at the back of the classroom, who's your intuition. So let's talk about self-soothing. This is such an important process and skill to learn. I use it all the time. It's something, you know, that I teach a lot in my client sessions as well. So when we use self-soothing, you're going to find stillness is much more accessible. So if you love to use meditation as a way to access guidance and to, to find clarity, Use this process first and that place of stillness that you find in meditation is a lot more accessible. Self-soothing means that you start to create a feeling of safety within yourself. And that's really what fear is asking from us. It's a part of us that feels afraid and is looking to us to create safety. And this is what self-soothing does. When we create that feeling of safety within us, we come back to our center And this is what reconnects us with that guidance, that intuition that's always there, but it's like we've kind of tuned ourselves to the same frequency of it. So let's talk about this process. What do we do? So think about, okay, something happens in your environment. Some of those examples that I gave you, like someone criticized you, you feel like you were judged, you feel like you did something wrong, some plans fell through, whatever it might be. So there's fear there for you. You've identified that. And the first step to to take is to give yourself space. So take yourself away and give yourself space. This is a really crucial first step because it means you come out of the fear energy. It's really easy to act from that place of fear. You know, when you're in fear, you're feeling really urgent and scarce and like everything needs to be done. And it's just so easy to act from that place but it's only going to create more of the stuff that we don't want. So stepping away and giving yourself space means that you start to create some distance between yourself and some of those thoughts that are surfacing. So you could literally 
go out for a walk. It might be if you're at work, take yourself off to the toilets and give yourself some space to just stop and sit with yourself. Whatever you need to do, it's about really giving yourself time and space. The next step is to use your breath and using your breath in an intentional way. The breath is so powerful in its ability to release, heal, connect us back with ourselves. So you might just like to start bringing awareness to your own breath and where your breathing is at right now, just as I'm speaking. And use this as an opportunity to start taking some deep breaths just in and out. Just give yourself this time here while you're listening to breathe right down into your belly. So just keep that breathing going in and out. I started getting into breath work a lot this year when COVID hit. There was just so much heaviness around and I'm sure that you felt that as well. And I was looking for a way uh, to be able to release that heaviness. And so I got a lot um, into breath work. And I just found it so amazing. So I ended up becoming certified in a specific technique called Revelation Breathwork. And I now use that in my client sessions. And I'm just amazed at what can occur when we use the breath intentionally. So using breathwork is a way for us to drop into our heart, to let go of fear, let go of heaviness, be able to reconnect with ourselves and hear our intuition more clearly. So breathwork sessions are great, but if you're not jumping into a breathwork session, it's just about using your breath intentionally. So hopefully you've been taking those breaths in and out, and you just find that just by giving yourself the space to breathe, you come out of that loud thinking of the fear mind, all of that thinking, and you start bringing awareness back into your body. And what you're doing is you're calming the nervous system down. And you might even just feel like you're settling down a little bit just as you've been taking some of these breaths. So you've given yourself space, you're using breath work or using the breath intentionally, and now it's time for step three, which is about nurturing self-talk. So this is about focusing on your inner dialogue and specifically bringing in in a dialogue that's all centered around safety. So I like to place my hand over my heart. It's always how I feel a deeper connection to myself. And with your hand over your heart, just say, these are the words that I love to use. It's safe. I'm here. I'm listening. Everything's okay. You're safe. I'm protecting you. Just think what else you might need to say to that deeper part of you. What else might you say to a child who was feeling afraid? What might you say to your own kids in this situation? Because what we've got to remember is it's not really your adult self who's being activated in these moments. When you're feeling fear, it's not really your adult mind that you're engaging with. It's like you've time traveled and you're coming from that wounded inner child that exists within all of us. And it's that part of you that's feeling frightened and afraid. So these are the words that that little one 
inside of us needs to hear. Words like you're safe, like I'm here, I'm protecting you, I'm looking after you. So this is about soothing yourself. And it's not just intentional self-talk, it's self-talk that's centered around safety. And that's really important because when we use that dialogue around safety, a lot of those practices that we know how to use and that we love, like meditation and other kind of calming practices, those things are a lot more effective when we've first used some inner dialogue about safety and we've started to create that feeling of safety within ourselves. So we've worked a process. You've taken yourself away and given yourself space. You've used your breath intentionally. You've brought in that nurturing self-talk. And what we've done here is we've done a number of things. You've soothed that fight or flight response. And by doing that, that noisy kid that we've been talking about who's at the front of the classroom, that's fear, sits down. And this allows your nervous system to come into this really restful, restorative mode. And when you're in that space, you've found your center again. And you can start to hear your intuition. And importantly, what's happened is you've stopped that loop of fear and you've started to create some distance between you and your own thinking. And this means you're not so in the situation. You can sit back and you can start to be more objective. And this is really key. So you've worked this process. You've found your center. Now it's time to look at the situation again. So when this happens for me, I'll look at it and I'll ask myself, okay, what stories were coming up for me? What was my mind telling me? Is there any truth to what I was saying to myself or what I was thinking about? Or was that fear making me just feel stuck in a story? Then I'll kind of move to, okay, now that I'm feeling more calm and centered, do I feel like I shouldn't be taking that action? Or do I just see that that was fear trying to hold me back and telling me I don't need to do that? Or it might be the opposite where you say, okay, I found my center again. And I, if I look at the stories that were coming up for me, was that fear that was convincing me that I needed to do that thing? And now that I'm back here and looking at it, I see that I don't really need to do that. So working the self-soothing process gives us space. It means that we find the center that I've been talking about a lot and you start to see and hear the truth of your situation. You feel that deeper connection to yourself. And this is when you can start to discern between what thoughts and what actions are fear-based or love-based. And this kind of skill that we and muscle that we can learn to use is ultimately what allows us to heal old patterns that are based in fear. It's what's going to allow you to step into your power and step forward into the things that you really want. Lastly, fear fears the journey. So when we have a true desire, if it's a true desire, it's going to challenge us. It's going to require us to step outside of our comfort zone, to do things differently, to be seen, to be visible. And fear, which comes from that part of our mind that's craving certainty, that's craving the familiar, wants things to stay the same. It doesn't want you to do things outside of your comfort zone. Because if you step out of your comfort zone, then there's a risk that you might fail 
or you might not be perceived as being competent or or enough in some way. And so what happens is we get a story, we get a an idea about something and it feels exciting, we feel inspired about it, we step outside of our comfort zone and then all of a sudden these fearful thoughts come rushing in. And we start to hear things like maybe it isn't the right time or maybe it means that we shouldn't be doing this. And that's why it's so important to work through a process like I've outlined earlier in the episode because then you can start to see, well, is there any truth to that? Or is that really just my fear mind that's telling me that? So a process that I work through here is, okay, here's an example. Something drops down for me. It's feeling quite truthful, quite aligned. I'm feeling quite excited about it. But then there's this kind of this mixed bag of feelings that come in. So there's that initial excitement But then I'm starting to feel like apprehension or nervousness and some fear that's sort of circling in. So what I do is I work through, I split it into two and I look at the process and the end outcome. So when I think about the end result of taking this action, how does that feel to me? So the end outcome, how does that feel in my body? Does that feel like an expansion? Does it feel like an openness, sense of excitement? And then I look at, okay, what about the process to getting to that end outcome? How does that feel in my body? Does that feel like a contraction? Is there a closing down that's happening there? If the end result is feeling good, but it's the process to getting there, that feels like a contraction, there's a closing down sort of feeling in in my body, then generally what that means is that it's the ego who's fearing the process. It's the ego that's saying, you know, I don't want to try this and fail. I don't want to step out and be seen. I don't want to have to try new things. And so we've got to learn to discern between what's true and what isn't. Otherwise, we just believe everything that our mind tells us. So if you're feeling that, that the end result or the end outcome of something feels good to you, but it's the process that's feeling like a contraction, then it's so important you focus on your own inner work. So this is about working on loving yourself even when you're a beginner. So accepting yourself as you're trying new things and you're you're trying new things and you might not always get it right. You might have to do things wrong. You might have to change the course of action, but accepting yourself through that process and being on your own team, making a commitment to be really supportive of yourself as you move from what feels familiar into the unfamiliar. So this is all about validating yourself and being on your own team. Super important. So let's wrap things up. Firstly, know how fear shows up for you. So know what triggers fear in you. And think about those examples that I gave earlier in the episode. And then know the typical patterns or behaviors that you go to when you're in a fearful state. Then you can spot when fear is present. And this is important because ideally we don't want to be taking action or making decisions from that place. Then make a commitment to yourself to work through a process before making decisions, give yourself space, use your breath intentionally, 
add in that nurturing, soothing self-talk. And all of that is going to bring you back to your center and connect you more fully with your intuition. And then you'll be able to look at your situation through more objective eyes. And you'll be able to ask yourself, what am I seeing differently here? What was fear making me believe before? Does that still feel right? And fear and intuition are always going to feel different in your body. Think about the analogy of the kids in the classroom. When you slow down and you create space, you can definitely tune into how the different communication styles and where some of those thoughts are coming from. So as we've been talking about, using these processes and techniques brings you back to your center. And this is your place of truth. When you're in your center, you can access your intuition more clearly. And this is the place you want to be acting from. This is the place that aligns you to your higher self. So I hope that you'll use this process so that you can create more discernment around when fear is showing up in your mind and you can do more of what you want and you can step more fully into your potential and purpose. And if you're interested in working together or wondering how I can support you with what's going on for you, then reach out to me. Normally, if we're feeling a lot of fear, say in our work life, in our relationships, and how we perceive our future and how we perceive ourselves, it's just an indication or an invitation to do some deeper inner work. And this kind of work completely changes your life. So we've got to learn to work with this part of us that gets activated so we feel more safe and so we can move ahead. So it could be that you recognize that fear is holding you back in one or several areas of your life and you want to step more fully into your own power. You want to be able to trust yourself and own the decisions that you make. You want to be connected with the value that you have to offer in your work life and your relationships. All of this makes the path and the journey of life just so much easier and you deserve to feel confident in who you are and what you're doing. So this kind of work is my jam. So if you're interested in working together in one of my private pro- programs, you can head over to my website, which is annabellematson.com and reach out to me via my website, or you can send me a message on Facebook through my business Facebook page. If you haven't already, download my free I Am audio, which is over on my website. This audio has been downloaded hundreds of times by members of my community, and it's the perfect audio to be listening to first thing in the morning. Just press play, let the words lift your vibration, lift your mood. It's going to help you get into that space of alignment, and it's completely free. So you can find that over on my website at annabellematson.com. I'm also bringing in a new segment, which I'm excited about, into the podcast, which is called Ask Annabelle. So is there a burning question that you have? Is there been a question that you've wanted to ask? Something that you're looking for some guidance on? You can submit your question and I'm going to be selecting some questions each month to be answering on the podcast. So if that sounds like you, head over to my website, annabellematson.com forward slash ask and submit your question that way. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode and I'm really looking forward to connecting with you on the next one. Bye.